0: Welcome to the Gamers Over 50 podcast. This week's topic is games are good for you. So are vegetables still apparently and some fruits and and red wine and chocolate, dark chocolate, but not like milk chocolate or white chocolate. And for people who don't like dark chocolate, I'm sorry. It's pretty good still. Anywho, I want to talk this week a little bit about games, but I do want to share why this is why games are good and why this is a big subject for me. And it was really important for me to do this, and it was one of my original topics I actually wrote down when I was writing down topics for podcasts. Uh, if you're trying to do a podcast, write down all the things you want to talk about, like different topics, and then research them down. But you know, this is really important because games have really kind of helped me out. And what's interesting is when I was younger, my father said, treat everything like a game and enjoy playing it to win. Now, the winning part aside, you should just enjoy the activities you're doing no matter what, and, you know, except for changing diapers, raking leaves on a windy day, you know, taking out the trash when it's raining or, you know, no one else is awake and you just realize that the garbage truck's coming. Those kind of things are bad. But, you know, games came to me at an early age because my family moved around a lot. And, you know, my father was in the military and he was working for a really large nameless company that... <clears throat> just needed him at different locations. And I really didn't have the chance to develop those early kind of formative relationships where, you, you know, and I, and I became very socially inept and awkward. And I was an introvert who, you know, wherever we would move, I desperately wanted to belong. I wanted people to say, Oh, you're new and you provide good, good stuff for us. Yay. And <clears throat> excuse me. And that didn't really happen until I got older. And it was interesting because it didn't help that, you know, some of the moves were to places like in the middle of nowhere, middle America. And I apologize if you live in nowhere, middle America. It's not that it's nowhere. But at the time, you know, I wasn't near any of my family. There was nobody I knew. We actually lived very distance away from someone, So everybody one time. So I really didn't have friends. <clears throat> and we moved somewhere and it lasted longer than, you know, a year or two move. it was It was longer. And I got bullied because I was completely different. And I didn't just get bullied by kids at school. I was picked on by adults and people in church who just thought I was weird or just not the norm, and I'm doing the air quotes here. And if you pick on kids and you're an adult, you're a bad person. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry. You're just mean. Don't pick on kids. Now, you can chastise them for doing silly stuff, like when my kids don't leave the lights on in the house and stuff like that. But, you know, don't don't pick on people. And, you know, at that time, I got really lucky because we got a computer. Computers were just starting. the PC revolution was kind of beginning. It was a very it was kind of fun living through that. And I got an Apple T, and you know I have to give a huge thanks to Woz and Jobs because I honestly have no idea where I would be without that PC. Um, because it started, you know, getting me to where I could learn things. and there were other people at computers, and I started talking to them, made some friends. I got lucky that I grew <laughs> several inches and got involved in swimming and swimming was fun. It was very, again, swimming's kind of an alone sport because you can't talk to people while you swim a little hard to breathe and do that. But it was, you know, at the time, this was really helpful because it was like a shining light to me. It gave me a little bit of that hope that is really hard when you're feeling like no one likes you and you're being picked on and things like that. And so, You know, my Apple games, I started playing some different board games with people, video game cabinets that came out, Pac-Man, all those games, Tron, my favorite, Tron and Gorf, my favorite cabinet games of all time. Loved those games. They were just so neat and different and interesting. And, you know, going to an arcade and just watching people play and then having, you know, playing D&D, playing Dungeons and Dragons. And at the time, everybody thought it was the most horrible and horrible thing you could ever do in your life. Uh, It wasn't. It was something where I actually could have a fantasy world and not be the weird kid who had a kind of a bowl haircut. It was horrible, guys. I'm sorry. Apology. Don't don't bowl haircut your boys. It's really cute until they're like, you know, six or seven. But when they get like 13, not a good look. But anywho, you know, I wasn't. I was I, gained, I didn't get into those things and games like wizardry or load runner on my Apple IIv allowed me to do something and be successful and win and fight a battle and win or beat a board and not be criticized. It wasn't like you didn't do that board just right or you didn't fight that battle just right. It was you know people trying to find fault and things like that. And D and D gave me a place that let me know that I wasn't alone. And then at the time we lived in the Midwest, and I wasn't the Midwest football player. And I went to a school that like football was like yeah in Texas people always say football's giant and Texas are huge or Pennsylvania and stuff, but you know football in this area was like the only thing there. Other than this really awesome swimming pool It was in a quarry, it was so cool. But and it was you kind of had to pay money to get into it. We had a neighborhood pool, so I didn't get to go that one as much. Anywho, man, that's I know that's the worst thing that happened, right? but I wasn't that guy and I wasn't one of the cheerleaders and effectively I was a swimming computer geek who loved games. And what's funny is not much has changed and I'm really okay with that. And I think that's interesting because, you know, my generation of people who are over 50 grew up with John Hughes movies. And a lot of the John Hughes movies was that you had to be okay with yourself and you had to be happy with yourself. And I think, you know, that's the one thing that I wish I could take and give to kids nowadays and say to them, like, you need to be happy with who you are. You're okay. You don't need to go get augmented pictures, you don't need to swear all, you know, makeup, stuff like that. Anywho, so you know, computers, technology, and games basically, in my opinion, saved my life. And I say that because it's it's hard to say that now, but at the time when I was struggling and I was nothing and people were like, Oh, you need religion. And Oh, you need to be good at sports. I just wanted to be good at what I, me, and I wanted to be happy with me. And it's really, really good that I found those things. I am going to say this. If you're listening to this, and if you know someone is listening and they need to need to, you know, you're worried about them, have them listen to this podcast because you know, if they're hurting, and you don't see stuff like a future or happiness. I've been there. I've seen it. I've felt it. I've been there a few times. You know, I've I've been through a divorce. It's horrible. Uh, I've lost my job. It's horrible. Things like that. But I've you know also when you've had people just knocking you down all the time, it doesn't help. And you know, hope isn't lost. You you are valuable. There are great things about you. You could be one of the best DMs and nobody knows it. You could find joy and you have some creative ability that nobody knows about, or maybe you don't know about yet, and you're going to discover it. But you know, the world will be bad without you. The world's great with you. Please remember that. And if you need to talk to someone, if you don't have someone to talk to, I'm going to put this number out here, 800-273-8255. That's 800-273-8255. That's the National Suicide Hotline. I've been at that point. I've made a call to that number. And the people there kind of told me, hey, you're good. You've got stuff going on. It works. It can work out. Keep pushing through it. If you're in the Seattle area, and I'm going to get my Twitter and my email at the end of this, or I think they're attached to the podcast, reach out and say, hey, I want to go play a game. And we can go over to Uncle's, Board Game Nights, either location, and we'll play a game. And... Get out of the house because I've been trapped inside the house and that's crazy. So with that, totally want to get everything started. But if you play, you know, and I'm going to start this completely. Here we go. Uh, if you've ever played video games and your parents came over your shoulder or a friend that came over your shoulder or a girlfriend or someone or a neighbor and said, gosh, video games are a waste of time. And, you know, I've heard that a lot about. Video games, DD. I haven't heard as much about board games. I don't think people pick on board games as much as video games because people look at, you know, oh, you play video games forever. I've seen people play board games <laughs> for 10 to 12 hours on a weekend, and that's the only thing, and they never leave the house. Everything needs to be in moderation. Um, you know, really, does this mean that games, like when people say that, they're bad for our health? They most certainly are not bad for our health. And we shouldn't have to worry about those kind of things. And they're not a waste of time. But again, it's my perspective is going to be to tell you moderation is our friend. And most importantly, if you're playing games all the time, make sure you kind of, you know, get out of the house a little bit. Get up, walk around, clean, do laundry, garbage, stuff like that. There's only one thing that's probably not good in moderation, but that's smoking. This is my two cents is smoking is bad no matter what you do. But there are benefits in games all across about them. So let's talk about those. And I, I got kind of heavy there for a second. Well, I promise you, we're going to lift you up now. So let's talk about the physical benefits of games. You know, I bet everybody was like, oh, you know, let's talk about the mental benefits. It helps me develop all these great things. But what's kind of crazy is their physical benefits. And, you know, I thought about, like, where was the original physical benefit in games? It was probably everybody standing and playing cabinet games now they did create like the ones you see at the like the pizza shop or the bar or something that you sat down in but it like i I don't know if i ever stood that much for something that wasn't school related but <laughs> when i was black in the 80s when i was playing cabinet games and you know is that a benefit probably not i just kind of found it funny but you know computer games really involve a lot of physical aspects and there was there's a ton of them out there. There's you know, you have the games like Just Dance and Guitar Hero and Rock Band, you know, the Wii games, Wii Fit, you know, Wii Sports, all of those. And really, I want to talk about the Wii a little bit because the Nintendo Wii, which you can still buy if you go to a GameStop, you can still buy a Nintendo Wii because I needed to buy a controller and they had Nintendo Wii sitting right there. But, you know, the the Nintendo Wii actually started a huge movement of people getting out of their chairs and playing games like baseball or tennis or bowling. And, you know, we started seeing people that were older, like in my growing up, my grandmother's age and grandfather's age playing games and they were playing games and had their own Wiis and stuff like that. You know, I think today if I had brought a Wii home and my grandmother was alive and I brought it to her, she would have thought it was odd. But she was also a math teacher that hated the use of calculators and would not let us use calculators when we were kids. But, you know, with with the Nintendo Wii, it brought people out of their chairs. And it really followed up with some games like Wii Sports, like I said before. And then you had a whole bunch of other games. There's a game where we cycle and you just, I mean, it's like I've started sweating playing that game with my kids. So, you know, the Wii went to create the Wii Fit. Now, if you've seen nowadays, there's these mirrors that are pretty expensive. You do workouts in front of them. We used to be able to do the Wii Fit where you would actually do salt math problems. You move around. It, It was built to actually let you exercise using your game system, which is really cool. And at the same time, when the Wii was coming out, there was games like Guitar Hero came out. If you've never seen Guitar Hero, and let's say you don't like rock music, it's darn hippies. No, they're not darn hippies. They're great. Uh, but if you've ever seen Guitar Hero, it was this revolution that came out, and it blew everybody's minds because it's a brand new way to play. You had a guitar; it had five different colors on it. And you had to play it at different times and different spaces, and you had to strum the guitar, and it was just crazy. What I loved about Guitar Hero, you know, if and you know, is that you could play very basic and play with the music and the crowd would cheer you on, but you could listen to the music and do something and you had to kind of stand up. I did play sitting down, but it wasn't as easy. I felt like John Lee Hooker while I was doing that, but I'm not even no John Lee Hooker, nor am I an Eddie Van Halen or slash uh, playing it. But the music that came along with it was great. And they actually created like, you know, musics that were built for Aerosmith or bands like Metallica and they built them for certain age time, you know, times of when rock music was big um i would have loved i think they did a grunge one but i would have loved to get that i still have six of those games and play them all the time and i pop it out of my playstation 3 which i'll never get rid of unless i have to find another one but when guitar hero came out they eventually brought rock band so rock band added a microphone it had the play, ability to play guitar or bass and it had to play the drums now if you've ever played the drums you understand you probably have a very strong uh, calf, shin muffle, muscles, those type of muscles. Um, I did not, and it was like, oh my gosh, I would sit there and play the drums for like a minute and be like, ah, I'm feeling that I'm not, I'm getting a little fit of, too much physical benefit out of this. Um, the other fun thing is you could buy like a guitar st- or a, a microphone stand and play guitar while singing. So if you've ever seen folks that do that, know, Young, woo, um, you could do that. And what was great is you could also, like I said, play guitar or go over to bass. So I'm a huge Van Halen fan. I could be Eddie Van Halen. I could be Alex. I could be David Lee Roth. And I could be Michael Anthony, the bassist. So there you go. And I could also be Sammy Hagar. Um, I don't judge Van Halen at all. But you could really play, play these games as well. Now, what was great is you could also, like I said, buy a microphone stand and throw, you know, they had an Aerosmith, go buy a bunch of scarves, throw it out there. Um, I have seen people playing these games, spin around and get a little crazy and fall down. That's probably not a good idea. But these games came out, you know, things like Just Dance, getting out of your seat, dancing, getting, you know, all these games made you get out of the proverbial gamer seat. And Nintendo with the Switch is still doing it. Uh, for time, I want to. I'm not, not going to go too deep in the games. But what is kind of cool about some of these video games is by doing these things, they help you because you're enjoying the game. You're increasing your endorphins. You're, you know, your. It can actually help lower your blood pressure. Not. It's not. If you have really bad blood pressure, it's not going to fix that. But it's going to lower it down in case you're a little bit worried or you're dealing with stuff. And yes, you can totally get frustrated games. But remember, when you get that moment when you totally get into those games, and you're starting to do something right, or you get a, past a level or stuff, you're going to get a level of dopamine release. And all these things are, you know, going to re- you know basically help you feel better. And then you start seeing a physical. Mean, I'm not going to tell you, you're going to lose twenty pounds playing Guitar Hero. You might do it if we fit though, and you you know it's really again. These are going to be very, probably smaller benefits, but lowering blood pressure. You'll also do reduce your stress because if you're playing something and you're having fun and you're re- enjoying it and you're working on something and you get something achieved, you're going to reduce your stress. And what's interesting is there are some studies and real networks did this. A casual game developers found that 64% of response respondents said they play games in a way to unwind and relax and 53% percent play for stress relief if you're playing a game and you feel like it's a job it's not stress relief if you're playing a game and you're like oh my gosh this is so hard i need to go do some research and then you go and fix it or you win a level or you beat a boss or something like that totally getting there now the other way and these are the three big ones is it helps grow your immune system so remember when i talked earlier and i said hey i was having difficulty found games Research has shown that games can reduce that negativity that you may have in your life if you're getting some achievement or you're having some goal met and you're enjoying it or you're seeing that depression because you're, you know, doing things. And I can tell you in the Pacific Northwest, we deal with so much gray up here that a good video game over the the winter holidays there or the entire winter rain season up here. Actually, it's really helpful. In fact, it's like gray out and I'm like, you know, it's not raining. and I'm like running outside to go take the dogs for a walk because then you want to do that. But, you know, think about the fact that, you know, these games can help reduce your immune, your, you know, or increase your immune system by helping you feel more healthy. Uh, you know, and, you know, and it's not just. The video games that do this, it's also board games. So, you know, if you're playing and you're laughing while you're playing a game, and it's like if you've played Apples to Apples or Card Against Humanity, you're definitely going to laugh. And I've played in some d d games where all I do is laugh because I've played with folks that are just, you know, silly. Um, reducing stress, you may, you know, a lot of people have like a glass of wine or a beer, a board game night with some friends and you can do those meetups everywhere. You can get get out of the day to day where you're having, you know, getting into a land of fantasy and fun, like playing like Zelda or World of Warcraft or lots of games where you can just go and just disappear for a little bit. And I'm saying a little bit, don't play them like six to eight hours a night, um, unless you're a professional video game player. Then totally keep up your regimen. I want to see you do well. Um, I would like to see an over fifty gamer group. Compete in, in worlds and like a game that would be super cool. You know, and the other side of things is winning in games isn't the most important thing, but playing and learning. And, you know, I don't want to say that Settlers of Catan or DD or Trivial Pursuit or Uno is going to save your life, but it is going to help reduce that stress, help you feel better. Help you kind of you know release at the end of the day. And let's say you went, you just have a horrible job. And I've been in those horrible jobs, and I've got home, and I'm like, I just don't want to go in tomorrow. And it's like, well, I think I'm going to escape into Azeroth in World of Warcraft, or let Mario and I are going to go. We're going to go beat something tonight and have fun. Really has helped me, and it's helped me instead of watching TV and watching other people's problems. Now from the physical you're going to have those, some of the physical benefits and, you know, they're not perfect. They're not like, you know, going out and, you know, doing 30 minutes on a treadmill or something like that, but they're really good. But you have to have the mental benefits of games and the mental benefits of games have been shown across the board all over the place. I found so many studies and it's not video games. It's not, it's, it's every single game board games. And if you think about it, it's like a simulation game. So you could do military, we have hunting, we have RPGs, even mobile games. When you're going through a mission and you figure something out, maybe you have to be creative or you have to, you know, it forces you to think outside the box or maybe all day you're dealing with customers all day and people have problems and you're the only person to set you know, do things for them. Or you're, you feel like you're the only person where they come in and they ask you stuff that, you know coming home and separating yourself out a little bit like that being creative allows your brain to think in a different way you know sports games do the same things getting how do you do a new trick and i'm not just talking about football and basketball and stuff like that but like snowboarding or you know the the bmx games you know you've got to figure a way to get around this super fast race car and you're you know you have to figure out stuff or maybe you go to the back country you're just like relaxing out and you're you know sitting in your chair and you're zooming around doing tricks on your you know, ski to your snowboard really enjoying it and then you have stuff like the creation games like the sim cities and the minecraft and the sims and you know this also goes into things like DD. maybe you're a dungeon master and you create and you build your world and maybe that world is not exactly where you live i actually uh, at one point lived in a very downtown area and it was great it was concrete and i used to create huge dungeons that you would walk into a room filled with flowers and it would just weird people out because they're like, wait a second, why are flowers all this room? And we're going to have to figure out. But games will increase several of your abilities and your skills. And this is helpful not just for people who are just 50, not for people who are 5, people who are older than that. And I can tell you, my grandmother used to do a crossword puzzle every day. And she used to work on her cognitive abilities and knew by doing that, it would help her stay acute and sharp and remember things. And that's, that's, they've done tons of studies on that. So think about when you're playing these games, you're going to see that, you know, learning ability. You have to learn, you have to challenge, you're going to make your brain start functioning. And maybe you're doing the same thing, like I said, over and over again. You're going to be doing that function, though. And there are actually games that were created to make your brain think and train the brain. I'm going to go back to Wii Fit again because, and it's not that Wii Fit is the end all be all game. I just like it a lot because at first I like the Wii a lot. I thought it was a cool concept and it was the first kind of handheld, but you know, actually make you do physical stuff and solve math problems. which is kind of like, you know, chewing gum and walking or rubbing the top of your head and your stuff or patting the top of your head and rubbing your stomach and stuff like that. And they actually came back and said, you know, your memory and cognitive abilities are boosted by this. And when you, you know, beat a high score or you see something brand, brand new, you get this boost of serotonin, which is a chemical that helps boost your cells in your body and we're creative old cells. And also includes this part of your brain called the hippocampus to grow. And it also, you know, at that point, it helps you to potentially combat an Alzheimer's. I'm not saying it's going to fix that. It's going to combat. It's going to push it back. Because some people, it's just you, it's in the DNA and things like that. Or, and the studies I have are limited. You know, I'm not, I didn't go heavily into that. Um, It's a sore subject because I had a family member go through it. And I just, it was very sad. And it made me me sad to see that. But at the same time, I watched this person also play cards, they played games, they were very involved, they swam, they did all these things, they did everything they could. You know, it's not going to, maybe it'll gain you an extra month, maybe it'll gain you an extra year, you never know. So, you'll have fun doing it, playing the games, enjoying that. The other thing is, and I talked about this early on, it helps you build your social skills. A lot of video games have you get into a chat or get into what's called a Discord server or ability to where you're having an actual audio chat with people while you're playing, or you're at a point where you can ask questions, uh, where you you can, you know, really connect with other people. And maybe you join in a group, an alliance or a group or a guild or whatever it's called, and you start talking to people. And I will tell you this, everyone, when, when things are good, everyone's happy. When things are bad, we all work together, but it's, again, that connected unit. It goes into this. And what's interesting is I play several games and within about 50 miles of me are about four or five people that I play these games. Now, some of them we've never met. Others are just like, ah, it's not my thing to do. Um, But I did play a game for a long time that had people covering the United States. And I've actually been to three weddings, two baby showers, and we would actually get together and meet and we would find like a city where maybe more of the people lived in. We would more, you know, most people would go there and we'd meet for a weekend and maybe play the game. We'd go out to eat, maybe go to a movie. Think about all the, the community. So, you know, if you're sitting there and you're going, you know what, I've moved to a new city, I don't know anybody, or, you know, I've gone through a divorce, which I wish I'd thought of this when I had gone through mine. I'm going to go find a gaming group. It would have been so much more helpful for me to have an outlet creativity. To outlet of creativity, other than thinking about how do I replace this furniture, or I need to get new dishes and things like that, um, but it would give me an opportunity to kind of release some of that stress and get that community and find meet friends. Who knows? You never know. You might meet someone that's special too. Um, and this is coming from somebody who, like I told you earlier, I was an ex- I was an introvert. Games helped me learn how to communicate and talk to people. And then when I was going through difficulties, help me learn how to talk to people. And, you know, people would say, oh, how was your day? Oh, I had a horrible day. This is what happened. Oh, that sucks. I hate when that happens. Like, then I feel like like I'm connected to somebody who also understands kind of how I feel. So you have that, the social building, the connections. It's really helpful. And I'll tell you, when you find people that enjoy gaming like you may, it is really helpful. The other thing is procrastinators beware. Games help create faster decisions to improve your life, because in a game, you can't just sit here and go, hmm, I wonder what I'm going to do, or I don't know which one. Should I go left? Should I go right? Should I go up? Should I go down? You might lose your turn. Something might come and get you in the game, or you may miss an opportunity at loot, treasure, something good health potion, whatever, but all these kind of translate in the, you know, you know, life situations. And I have this rule that says, if I can get this done immediately, I do it right now at work. So if it's an email, I just need to send, I send an email. If it's a task I can do, run a report, boom, get it done right then and there. And I really think gaming has helped push me into that. I do think it'd be kind of fun to have, like, I've seen games that you're on a timer with it and it would be fun to see an RPG where you have 30 seconds to make a decision and anyone who's ever played d d is now going, oh, my gosh, 30 seconds. Seriously, sometimes it takes five minutes for us to decide even what direction to look. Uh, it, it's one of those areas that, you know, making those faster decisions, you start not procrastinating. You start not doubting yourself. You make a decision. You work through what happens. And, you know, playing games, board games especially. Have you ever played a board game where someone sits there for 10 minutes and you're like, wait a second, are we going to do something here? Are we going to do something here? Right. You're going to see a lot of that. You'll you'll find that you've got to move faster. You've got to make a decision. And we sometimes go, I don't want to make a bad decision. Most bad decisions come by a mistake and come by something you're going to learn. And when you learn something, it's a good thing because you learn to A, not do that again. B, you may learn something that you never knew. So this is where games are really helpful. And I can tell you in a lot of games, I've taken the left. I should have taken the right, but I learned one, not to take the left. But I also learned, wow, there's this whole other space. Now, you know, playing games will benefit you across the board. I think that board games and video games really work together. And board games in a family situation or a friend situation are awesome. They really, you know, both work against, you know, mental illness where maybe you're trying to be, you know, develop a cognitive. So get your kids in the games, play up games. You know, one of the things is my son doesn't want to make mistakes. I think games help him not just worry about that and just enjoy the moment. So you have the child development and there is proof that therapy is really helpful within games. Games do help therapy. So I want to finish this up with games. It will improve your mood. You'll have a good time playing games. Unless you're really bad at like Madden, like myself, then you'll be like, oh, I wish my 15-year-old would quit kicking my butt in it. They also help train your brain and they help create new neurons. They help create memories. They help create positive, you know, boosting your brain power in it. Age of games doesn't matter. I can guarantee you I would have tried to get my grandmother to play Age of Catan or another game or get on the Wii and play that if she was still alive today. And I know my Mimi would have tried because she loved me. Um, I know my nanny would have tried because she loved me too. And they would have really enjoyed it. And games help you build those social communities. Like I said, find your local game shop. Uncle's Games here is huge about this. And it is makes it so nice because I feel welcome and the ability to go into this. Um, But remember, moderation. Last point is, when you play games, play them in moderation. Do not play 12 hours straight. Unless you have a Saturday and you're completely like, everything's done. I don't need to do anything. Moderation. So remember, games are good. Games are good for you. Please play more games. And look forward to our next podcast.